हाय वेलकम टू द पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेटेस्ट स्टार्ट कन्वर्सेशन ऑन यूनिट 16 एजुकेशन इन यूरोप केस स्टडीज टू इन द प्रीवियस यूनिट वी हैव स्टडीड एजुकेशन इन सार्क कंट्रीज इन दिस यूनिट वी शैल अप्रेज यू फॉर द educational system of european countries attempt has been made to give case studies of few european countries brief historical as well as present educational development context the start of this unit shall appraise you for the present educational scenario of eastern europe now let us see demographic profile of europe europe is the sixth largest continent and has 46 countries and assorted dependencies and territories in adjecting geographic definition europe is really not a continent but part of the Peninsula of Eurasia, which includes all of Europe and Asia, Turkey and the Russian Federation. Russia are considered a part of both Asia and Europe. In the year two thousand, total population of Europe was. Seven hundred twenty-nine point three million, of whom three hundred six point six million was in Eastern Europe. Ninety-three point seven a part of North Europe. One forty-four point eight million in Southern Europe, and. One eighty-four million in Western Europe. The annual rate of population growth in Europe declined from zero point four four percent to zero point one six percent between nineteen eighty-five to nineteen ninety and nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety-four. and is projected to reduce to 0.03% during 1995 to 2000 the population decline trend is parallel to the increase in the average age of population the proportion of population in 65 plus age group is increasing from 11.9% in 1985 to 19.8% in 2025 projected but the proportion of population in 0 to 14 age group is decreasing from 21.3% to 16.3%
during the same period. Ruler population is remarkably decreasing in Europe from 207.3 million in 1985 and 192.8 million in 1995 to 128.4 million in 2005. Now let us move to the next point education in Europe primary and secondary education. Education in Europe has both deep roots and great diversity. In 1976, education ministers first decided to set up the information network as the basis for the better understanding of educational policies and structures in the then nine-nation European community. Character of the education system in the member states should be fully respected while coordinating an interaction between education, training and employment systems should be improved. Redis, the information network on education in Europe was formally launched in 1980. All countries emphasize the crucial importance of developing the skills needed for the knowledge and based economy and society and for economic competitiveness. In relation to social inclusion, all countries indicate that access and the employability of target groups are defining components of their policy. Many countries and in particular those where levels of spending on education and training are comparatively low, emphasis that financial constraints limit their capacity to implement all necessary policies. Most of the countries highlight that in their education and training policies economic and social objectives are mutually supportive. On the other hand, other countries argued that if the economic and employment agenda is successful, the social goals can be addressed more readily. These issues are particularly relevant to the discussion on the European social model. About 10% of adults in Europe aged 25 to 64 takes part in lifelong learning, representing some progress since 2000, with significant variation between countries. The need to increase participation rates in further learning remains a major challenge for Europe, particularly in the southern Europe European countries and the new member states of European Union. Low rates are an obstacle to in increasing labor force participation and are therefore costly to the economy and the society as a whole. About 16% of the young people age group 18 to 24 years leaves school early in 25 European Union countries. 
there was continuous improvement in recent years in reducing the share. Nearly 20% of the 15 years olds continue to have serious difficulty with reading literacy reflecting no progress since 2000 against the EU benchmark of reducing the share of by one fifth. 77 percent of 18 to 24 years old complete upper secondary education still far from the Europe Union benchmark of 85 percent despite good progress in some countries. The high number of young people leaving school without a basic level of qualification and competencies are a worrying signal that initial education system are not always providing the necessary foundations for lifelong learning. This concern is also reflected in the new Lisbon integrated guidelines and in the European Youth Pact. In some countries vocational education and training VET has a positive image. For example, Austria and Czech Republic, Denmark and Finland owing to such factors as having a dual system that is alternative training double qualifications and recent measures in favor of access to higher education. It is still too often the case, however, that the vocational pathways are less attractive than academic one. On the other hand, a large majority of countries express concern about the needs of low skilled people currently numbering almost 80 million in the union, highlighting the importance of labor force participation and the role of VET systems as a key means of ensuring social inclusion. The share of young population aged 20 to 24 who has completed upper secondary education has improved in 2004, the highest percentage 91% of people who completed upper secondary education was from the Czech Republic and the lowest 48% were from Malta. 48% and Portugal 49%. Public spending on education as a percentage of GDP is increasing in nearly all EU countries. EU average is 4.9 percent in 2000 and 5.2 percent in 2002. This rising trend is a promising sign that governments consider public expenditure in education to be a priority. Nonetheless, there are large variations between countries ranging from 4% to 8% of GDP. Many countries are stimulating private investment from the individual and households, particularly in areas where there are high private rates of 
return. On the other hand, there is little evidence of an overall increase in employer investment in continuing training. The available data show differences in spending level between countries. Denmark and Sweden spend 7.5% of GDP on education, while some countries spend less than 4% of GDP. Here we wind up this conversation and thank you so much for choosing this podcast.